Chapter Thirty Three of Prodigal Daughters by Joseph Hawking. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Kate Fallis. Chapter Thirty Three Love Wins Out. Rod Ravenscroft had hurried to Delow immediately after his day's work was over, and found his heart beating wildly as he was ushered into an empty room general trelawney is not yet home sir the servant told him neither is mr john mrs trelawney has gone out for a ride with captain trelawney and miss peggy but miss trelawney is at home isn't she he asked yes sir she came in a few minutes ago will you ask her whether she will see me the servant left the room with a meaning smile on her lips. Perhaps she guessed what was in the young fellow's heart. When Eleanor entered the room, he saw that her face was very pale, and that her eyes had a cold, unnatural look. For a few seconds they regarded each other in silence. It seemed as though neither was able to speak. "'I couldn't help coming,' Ravenscroft managed to say at length. I, I wanted to tell you how glad I am, for you have come home for good now, haven't you? I don't know, replied Eleanor. But of course you have, and I'm so glad. But why should you be? She asked coldly. She had difficulty in restraining her feelings. Her nerves seemed raw. Her whole being was wrought up to an unnatural pitch. Surely, surely you know was his response. "'I'm afraid you give me credit for more knowledge than I possess,' was her response. "'But I forgot. I want to congratulate you on your engagement.' "'On my engagement? What engagement?' "'I was informed today that you were engaged to Miss Ongar, the only daughter of Mr. Fleming Ongar K.C., the famous barrister.' Did I see you with her on the heath here some time ago? Ah, I see it was she. Well, I congratulate you. Your congratulations are premature, was his reply. Why? Isn't it settled yet? She was able to speak calmly and coldly now, as though nothing had passed between them. No, it's not settled, replied Ravenscroft. Have I spoken too soon? I'm sorry. I was told you were engaged. I'm not, he replied. But, but I want to be, Eleanor. Don't you understand? Understand what? There's only one girl in the world I can become engaged to, and her name is not Ongar. I want to be engaged to her. I mean to be, too, if she'll have me. That's why I am so glad you have come home. Don't you understand? Eleanor was silent. Something rose up within her, which seemed to destroy all power of speech. But there was a glad look in her eyes. I don't know who told you such a silly story, went on Ravenscroft. I never thought of Miss Ongar in such a connection. How could I? There's only one girl in all the world for me, and her name is Eleanor Trelawney. Can't we begin again where we broke off, nearly a year ago? I... I don't understand. 
oh yes you do that's why i'm so glad and more than glad that you have come home it's been a nightmare hasn't it i was horribly pained but i couldn't help loving you all the same i say can't we begin again but how can we when when everything is possible now eleanor if you love me pleaded the young fellow everything if you had stayed away nothing could have been possible but now now you've come home i say i know i'm a bungling fool i was months ago just before you left home but i do love you and and i say tell me i'm not mistaken tell me i haven't been thinking what can't be for i want you my dear i want you heaven only knows how much her heart was throbbing wildly throbbing with joy such as she had never felt before but but that awful night she began to stammer yes yes i know all about that that's nothing you can tell me as much or as little as you please about that i know that was only a part of the foolish business of your leaving home but that never really troubled me i always knew you were not that kind of girl did you you're sure of course i did oh i am ashamed cried the girl i must have been mad no no i'm not afraid to tell you everything about it thank heaven you were in time to to see me back safely she ended tamely and and you care for me dear there was a tremor in his voice she nodded her head yes yes but that way i want to hear you say so yes was her reply but oh i shall never forgive myself never for what for my madness for my disobedience to to my father it's made everything impossible no no laughed ravenscroft nothing is impossible now but it is no i've done nothing wrong and yet somehow i feel my life has been sullied as though i'm not worthy of anything beautiful and good but you love me tell me that again yes i i love you then you'll marry me no no i can't at least not for a long time i feel as though i am not worthy as though i must atone atone be hanged almost shouted ravenscroft there there i've got you now all that mad business is over it's all over we're going to begin anew you have come back home and we are engaged you see no it's no use your trying to get away i've got you we're engaged you have promised to marry me and it will have to be soon but i couldn't I must keep my place at Spurling and King's. Hang Spurling and King, laughed Ravenscroft. They will understand. I know Mr. Spurling well. He's a grand old chap, and when I tell him, he'll understand all about it. I could not tell you before, but I got you that place, Eleanor, and now I'm going to take you away from it. You are going to be my wife, do you see? I've told the general all about it, and... and 
little by little eleanor yielded to her heart's promptings and as one explanation followed another both the man and the girl entered into that joy which although it may be the lot of all is ever new ever wonderful yes said the general late that same night after ravenscroft had gone back to his home and trev had returned with mary penryn to kensington it seems as though my heart is full alice i never expected such joy to come to me it's very wonderful isn't it said mrs trelawney oh lester it seems as though the last few months have been a ghastly nightmare and we have woken up to find it was only a dream in a way assented the general in a way yes we have a great deal to be thankful for and i trust i am thankful perhaps i needed all this to make me understand perhaps i too was forgetting the deep things of life but it's wonderful fancy john turning out a genius for i'm sure that invention of his will be a success bless the boy i am proud of him he has been a world of comfort to me and you too alice he has indeed i don't know what i should have done without him during those dark days and trev too trev has become wonderfully changed hasn't he what a good girl will do for a young fellow and he seems so happy too who wouldn't be with such a girl as he's got laughed the general were you surprised said mrs trelawney about eleanor and ravenscroft surprised not a bit i knew it all along oh at one time i was terribly afraid it's come out all right though he told me about it to-night eleanor insists that she'll go to spurling and king's for the remainder of the week but he tells me he has persuaded her to give notice at once i'm perfectly happy about her now i had a long talk with them both i had no idea she was really so affectionate oh god has been very good to us if only little peggy were were and mrs trelawney's words ended in a sob yes yes i know said the general sadly nothing can undo the past as far as peggy is concerned and it's a terrible business her life will be frightfully saddened no matter what we may do i cannot save her from the results of her madness but peggy's really a better girl now and in a way is much happier than she was before yes i believe she is assented the mother but oh my dear it's awful to think about she's only nineteen and and can't we do something lester of course i've learnt all about him there will be no difficulty whatever in getting a divorce the fellow is not only a bounder and a poisonous creature but he has openly admitted to me to-day before witnesses that he has given peggy the right to demand her complete freedom from him indeed he wants it and boasted to me that within three days of his freedom he would marry the woman for whom he gave up peggy just think of it i had difficulty in restraining myself difficulty to keep my hands from him but there 
we'll get rid of him with as little publicity as possible and then peggy will be free perhaps perhaps who knows there may be a happy future for her after all i pray god there may be sobbed his wife oh yes and the general spoke cheerfully and please god there shall be if love can make it so my little peg shall be happy and and thank god for it alice none of the children were ever so near to us as they are now never did they love us so much no replied mrs trelawney and knowing that i am happy in spite of everything End of chapter 33 End of Prodigal Daughters by Joseph Hawking